Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Colin Johnson, with the Colin and Carla Group and Keller Williams Realty. It's a little bit damp here today, but still a beautiful, lovely fall day. The leaves are still blowing around. Most of them are knocked off the trees, but it's still gorgeous. The mountains are shining off. It's just awesome, and it's a little bit colder. It's um, feeling a little bit like winter, so... um, it's just a great day in Johnson City, and I am excited for you guys to meet my new friend, Gitmany Whitlock from Edify Salon and Extension Bar. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much for coming on and spending some time. I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you a little bit and get to know your story and how you got to Johnson City. Thank you for having me. Thank oh, you. such a pleasure. So first question as always, what do you love about Johnson City? Oh, goodness. So... We have been here for eight years, and we have been able to experience the culture, the the southern culture that Johnson City has. I We came here for the weather. Uh, all four seasons, mm-hmm. just a little hint of them, not deep in the snow, not wicked, wicked humid, but just a little touch of all four seasons. Yeah. So that's what we came here for. So that's one thing that we love. Another thing we found is we have some pretty amazing people in this area. Uh-huh. Really, really neat people. Little pockets of passion and uh, just great people in this area. Yeah, time and time again, it's the people. And we hear the weather a lot, too, so that's good. Yeah. And you probably like the mountains a little bit. Oh, yeah, the mountains are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, we love hiking and exploring the outdoors and taking our dogs out and and whatnot. So that's <clears throat> definitely one thing that brought us here. Cool. Now, where did you grow up? Well, I was an Air Force brat. Ah. So um, I grew up in uh, Thailand, okay. upstate New York, Chicago, Arizona, Southern California, and then I moved back to Southern California as an adult. Gotcha. So, so you're all over the place. East Coast, West Coast, in the middle of the lane. So born in Thailand? Yes. Okay, cool. Now, yes. you have family from there as well, I'm assuming? Sure. My mother's family, my okay. mother's side, um, lots of aunts and uncles and cousins. My grandparents have all passed, all four of them. Oh, um, I'm sorry. It's part of life, but mm-hmm. thank you. Thank yeah. You. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we moved from Thailand when I was two. Okay. So... Mom and dad met in Thailand, mm-hmm. and then Gitmane shows up, and then mm-hmm. they, they're like, we're headed to New York from Thailand. That was a little bit yeah. of a change, I bet. Yeah. Well, actually, we went to Southern California first, okay. um, and then to New York. Okay. But it's all about where the service takes you. Yeah. You know, military family, we just pack up when we need to, whatever, you know, the Air Force needs my dad yeah. to do. We're, yeah. we're up and out. Gotcha. Siblings mm-hmm. or just you? I'm the middle child. Okay. Three total. My sister's a... Uh, a little bit older than I, and my brother's four years younger. Oh, cool. Um, both of them. One of them is in Arizona, and one of them is in Pennsylvania. Okay. Awesome. You get to, I guess, they, you're closer now, so you get to see them probably then when they're... Yes and no. I do spend most of my time... Well, when I first moved to Tennessee, I traveled a lot to California because I had a clientele there that I took care of. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my travel was going to California for my clients, and then stopping to visit my mom and dad in Arizona okay. and then coming home. But um, overall, the amount of time I'd spend away from my family, either working or visiting my folks, left a little bit of time for vacation and education. So I travel a lot for education, too. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so tell me your first job. Ever in the world? Yeah. 
Like I had to wash dishes. That was my, my first I, job. Uh, very first job, I did phone sales for the Goodwill. Oh. Trying to get donations. Yeah. Um, it was horrible. I never thought of that. Well, they have a list. They, they put you in this little room about the size of a closet with one or two other people. Uh-huh. And they give you a list of phone numbers to call to see if they have donations for the Goodwill. Oh, well. I lasted about a week and a half. <laughs> Um, and then I worked, uh, I helped at the Bethel Synagogue doing some catering nice. for events, yeah. working in a commercial kitchen, making a bunch of food for bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Um, but my real job where I actually got a paycheck and it wasn't just something my mom and dad sent me up with <laughs> was at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was at Chick-fil-A for about three years. Awesome. It was a fun little job. Great family. Yeah. Where was that one? Uh, that was in Arizona. Okay. Arizona. By the time we got to middle school, we were in Arizona, and my dad retired there, so they're still there. And that's when I, you know, I was in Arizona for a while. So Chick-fil-A for a minute, and then Trader Joe's for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then how did you get into the salon business? Well, I just... Although I liked the company, Trader Joe's, um, I didn't... I got bored ordering cheese and building Chianti and marinara sauce and right. caps and, you know, um, and I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. So I decided to um, switch gears and did a couple little things along the way to figure out that I liked doing hair and it was creative and mm-hmm. I could be a mentor to my team and feed the educational uh, mama bear thing that I have inside yeah. of me. yeah. That's cool. So had you ever had an inclination that you'd be owning a salon one day? Or no, was it just not at like- all, because I was a total tomboy growing up. <laughs> Absolute tomboy. Never never was a hair person, not a lick of makeup. Like I, my, my fancy makeup was my Barbie compact I got for Hanukkah one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the hair thing kind of came after I, want, I went to Makeup Academy first. Because I wanted to do horror makeup, like cuts and bruises and boils on people. Oh, wow. And um, I think it's very easy to make everyone look beautiful because everyone's beautiful and you just mm-hmm. bring it out right. a little You're bit more. You're accentuating the but positives. I wanted, yes, exactly. But you wanted to make them look bad. I wanted horrific things because <laughs> <laughs> that's the challenge. Um, but, you know, at the time, Makeup Academy was in a weird space in my life. I'm a recovering addict. I have 21 years clean. Oh, good for and you. And thank you. Thanks for Hard sharing. Hard work, too. but good stuff. Yeah. Um, but when I went to Makeup Academy, I only had about two years clean. And I wasn't really ready to move to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and be a part of that fast-paced lifestyle. So I wanted to protect my sobriety. Smart. Um, after working on a couple music videos and uh, a movie set, I... Um, kept getting asked, can you do this to hair? Can you do that to hair? And I said, you know, I don't, I don't have those skills. So I went ahead and um, enrolled in beauty college nice. and tried to round out my skill set and found out that I liked it a little bit better going home and having dinner, mm-hmm. you know, every night instead of working really long hours right. on set, yeah, traveling to crazy. set locations. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, so uh, I found that the world of hair and the chemistry mm-hmm. um, involved in hair formulation was where I really uh, excelled and enjoyed. 
and people. I like people. Uh, it, yeah, I, I think like we're called to love people well. And and, so, yeah, absolutely. And you, yeah, you, I'm sure you do that with makeup and hair. And right, so. right. Okay, so were you married at that point when you said, hey, I'm going to go to hair school? And, no, no, school? not married. I was, I actually, <laughs> you know how the universe listens to you. So I used to say that I'm allergic to getting married. I'm allergic <laughs> to getting married, you know, and um, I don't know where that came in my, uh-huh. you know, mental space. But yeah. um, they listened and delivered really horrible boyfriends. <laughs> ah. No, good men at the time, but right. not the one for me. Right. Um, uh, and then uh, I didn't get married until 2014. Okay. So, so not long ago. Yeah, 2015. 2014, we were hand-fasted. 2015, we got married. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So That's exciting. God took his time. Yes, yes. <laughs> He does sometimes, or he and he knows exactly what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So, I need to be developed a little bit. <laughs> Tell me about your husband a little bit, because mm. you both live here and of course, both yeah. Johnson Cityans. Of course, my husband's named Lone Hawk. Uh, he is an artist and a very sweet and gentle, kind-hearted man. Um, he puts up with me and all my wild ideas <laughs> with businesses and um, the journey that I take. I'll be back in a week. I'm going to go to the West Coast and do some hair. I'll be back in a week. I'm going to go to the West Coast and do some hair over and over again. And he's just patient and kind and loving. So That's he, awesome. he's a good compliment to yeah. my excited uh, activities. That's awesome. What does he do? Well, he owns a handyman business and he is an artist. Really? So most of the things he does are on the art spectrum is um, uh, sculptures and paintings. Ooh. Really neat. Um, he's, uh, he's shown in a couple of really, really nice galleries throughout the years. And um, the handyman business, he helps things like, you know, a realtor, they need to close on a house. They have a small list of things to do. I was going to say, I need to get your husband's info because we need handymen all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he... By law, they're not allowed to do anything electrical or plumbing, right? Um, because he doesn't have certifications like that, and you know, right. when it comes down to legalities and things like that, so he can't do that. But he can do little fixes all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Big list. Just make the list. They'll now show when, up and do it. Now, when did you guys move to Johnson City? We moved here in December 2015. 2015. So you've been here a little while. Eight years. In a couple of weeks, it'll be our eight-year anniversary. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, did you just say, hey, we're opening a salon as soon as I get there? Or how did the, tell me about how the evolution of Edify showed. Well, okay, so when I was in California, I was Mm -hmm. self-employed. Had a business behind the chair renting a station from somebody. And uh, if you don't have a butt in the chair, you're unemployed till you get one. Right. So when you move across country, moving to a town where I knew zero people, um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford a space mm-hmm. unless I built up a clientele. Yes. So I um, told my clients in California that I'm moving, but I had a game plan and uh, planned on coming back every six weeks to do their hair. Nice. So um, I started shifting everyone's schedule slightly to where everyone was in the same window of time. Perfect. And uh, we took a month to travel across the country visiting family and parks and, you know, enjoying the travel. And then when we landed in Tennessee, we rented from a, a sweet little lady named Jolene in Limestone. Um, 
only lady that would rent to us because no one believed that I could work in California as a hairstylist and still make an income to to support to the support pay the, the rent. Exactly. So she was a retired hairstylist. Ah, and nice. we got to talking and I told her what I was going to do and she's like, "Well, good for you, honey. When are you going to be in town?" So we rented from her for a couple of years while we figured out the lay of the land and every 6 weeks I was on the West Coast taking care of my clientele. And I had two assistants. They helped me do all the work and I came home exhausted, slept for a day and a half and then started working out here. First part-time, building a clientele, then I became full-time, and then I had so many clients on the Tennessee end, and then still a handful on the California end, and my body told me that I was doing too much by giving me a herniated disc. Oh, no. <laughs> so that made me go, okay, I have to figure out what to do. So mm-hmm. I um, sold my, my clientele in California to one of my assistants, and she took it over. And uh, I did uh, 32 trips out there. Oh, wow. So May of 2019 was my last trip. And um, then I just focused on Tennessee. In March of 2020, we opened the salon. Nice. Now, California to Johnson City. I always love hearing about how people picked Johnson City. Or did Johnson City pick you? I don't know. Sometimes you, you, it's just an interesting story. So. There are a thousand different options, and right. you chose Johnson City. How did that well, come to go, come to pass? Well, having lived all over when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I knew I loved autumn. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also knew that I didn't want 12 feet of snow like upstate New York. <laughs> um, and I also knew that I didn't want extreme heat because Arizona, it's damn hot so right. you know super hot yeah so that said um we chose western north carolina tennessee because of where w- the weather gotcha so um, it was really weather based absolutely and um because i wanted all four seasons but i didn't want too crazy of them and right. uh while we were driving across country i said i had a month to get to wherever i needed to before i flew out of knoxville for my first trip home to work or uh-huh. We were calling people, and we were looking in the Asheville area. Everyone said no. We found Johnson City on a whim. My husband had been here one time visiting a friend of his because his folks live in Knoxville. Okay. And um, we kept getting turned down trying to find places to live. And um, I also tried to get a mortgage before I moved out here, but they wouldn't let me because of the same scenario. They said, give you six months and show us that you can make this happen, and then we'll reevaluate. Yeah, they kind of like, like to get their money back. I the get banks. that. I, I get know. that. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. I get that. <laughs> so um, we just happened to, my husband pulled an ag up on Craigslist. It said a house in limestone for sale, cute little country, you know, scenery. I called it, met Jolene on the phone, and and that's how we ended up. I looked it up, and I said, well, it's 20 minutes outside of Johnson City. You said you've been there. He said, yeah, it's a cute town. I said, let's, let's try. Let's so, go check it out. Yeah. Was it a little culture shock? Limestone has like 40 people that live there. Oh, yeah. There are like three people on our street. <laughs> on a busy day, 15 people drove by. Yeah, it was if the whole amazing. city gets together, there's like 40 people. Yes. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. And everyone, everyone's family lives on the whole dang street. That's yes. new to me. Yes. New to me. Um, but I love it. It, You know, and um, it's what I needed. And hopefully they include you, too, because it feels like, oh, you know. Sweet. Yeah, everybody is related in, in certain little pockets. And, oh, yeah. But, we're, again, we love each other. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, come on in. You're now part of the family because you yeah. live here. Very so. sweet. I mean, I, I miss my neighbors across the way. 
um, Jay and his sweet little wife, and, and you know he had the a vintage Trans Am in his Ooh. garage, like pristine. And he's like, I bought this when I was a teenager and no one's driven it but me and one other person. I mean, it was pristine. Mm. Um, I'm like, well, honey, if you ever want to sell it, holler right. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you park your Trans Am? Did he sell it to you? Or no, you no. Um, Not yet. No, no. It's still undercovers, I'm sure. Yeah, you need to go remind him that, it's, that you've got first dibs. It's got that eagle on the That's on right. the hood, you That's know, right. remember? That's right. Yes. Oh, I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Black Super and gold. Super cool. Oh, just like uh, Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you came in to tell us about your salon. So tell me all about your salon and what your thought was and your dream of it and where it's headed. I'm right. excited. And where, where are you located, first of all? So we're downtown um, in the King Center. Yep. Uh, the suite right above Main Street Pizza on the corner. So if you look up, the first row of uh, windows is all of us. Like in the mezzanine. Yes, on the mezzanine floor. Um, I love that little space. So much beautiful natural light. Um, We just moved into that space about three months ago. Okay. Um, We were occupying another space in the building. But those windows opened up, and I said, let's let's get it. Um, It uh, is a great spot. It is. We used to go to church there. Oh, we, yeah, the Redeemer? Yeah, we yeah, did that people. for a long time. Mm. And um, and now my good friend, Daniel McIntosh, works for the Johnson City uh, Development Authority, and he's mm. just down below you. Mm. So go harass him. Tell him. I love them. Yeah, they're great. I love them. I went and met with Diane Cantler, who mm-hmm. used to run that organization uh-huh. when I first moved to town. Yeah. Um, reached out to her to tour the area because I knew at some point I was going to have a salon. Yeah. You know, but um, I just wanted to get educated in about the lay of the land. Yeah. Okay. So second floor, mezzanine downtown, level, yep. mezzanine level mm-hmm. above Main Street Pizza, mm-hmm. which is right downtown. So right. you're in the hustle and bustle of our little downtown. Our up and coming little up downtown. Up and downtown. That's I, right. I love the space. So we, um, when I wanted to open a salon, there were things that I wanted to do that I didn't have the power to do because I never owned the space that I rented from. Right. Okay. So when you rent from a salon owner, they have their space and they have the things they want to carry and the, you know. The and the vibe. vision for the whole thing. Yes, and you yes. just have a little desk. And you're just renting a station. You're renting a station. So yes. what I wanted to do was to have a salon that was more thoughtful mm-hmm. um, in a holistic approach. So mm-hmm. we are a holistic salon. Johnson City's the only holistic salon that I know of. Tell me about um, that. So when like when you say holistic, I, my mind goes to organic and healthy products. And sure, sure. A good space in mind and right. all that. So, so my mind goes to... Um, as a whole, mm-hmm. we are a salon that is grateful for our community. Mm-hmm. So our community allows us to be in business, mm-hmm. allows us to grow and expand, and allows us to fill the chairs of several stylists. Because of that community, I feel like we have to give back to the community. Yeah. So we do outreaches. We um, we promote other nonprofits. We give... Um, uh, donations to other nonprofits. We invite our clients to support these nonprofits because we're all community. I love and it. when you do that, you're helping. Like we, right now, we're doing Seasons of Hope um, Secret Santa Project, oh, yes. 
like an angel tree yeah, project. Yeah. We've done Socktober for Smile Foster Cl- mm. Closet. Um, we have gone out uh, and get made burritos and give hand warmers and feet warmers to um, homeless community. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, we have to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a client or not, it's community. I'll we all it. live here. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so that's something that I wanted to incorporate in our holistic mindset. I love it. Um, we are a green circle salon, which means we recycle 95% of our waste. Nice. Um Globally, every minute, I think, what is it, 833 pounds of waste goes into landfills. Every minute. It's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And if you have a bag of hair and you tie up the bag like you normally tie up your trash yeah. bag and you toss it in the, in the, trash. In the bin. It's going to sit there it for It takes thousands of years for that to decompose because hair needs oxygen, but mm-hmm. you've tied up the bag. So what we do is we um, partner with a company called Green Circle mm-hmm. Salons, and they we send them our waste, our hair, mm-hmm. separated and only hair, over mixed color so it doesn't go down the plumbing system into the water system, right. messing up the pipes and the water treatment. Um, we Your send landlord them, thanks you for that. Exactly, exactly. We send, yeah, the Wilson Agency. Um, we send uh, aluminum tubes out that have a toxic residue in it, chemicals, uh-huh. um, plastic tubes that the, our recycling, local recycling doesn't take, um, one-use plastics. So we send all of that out, and they recycle it properly. Awesome. So the hair mats um, get made, the hair gets made into hair mats and sent to organizations that are cleaning up oil spills and waterways. Oh, cool. They'll literally drag the hair mat through the oil spill and it the oil sticks to the hair and the water's left behind. How beautiful is that? So, that's awesome. Um, that's something that I've always been passionate about, recycling and protecting the planet. Um, our, our clients are wonderful. They help us uh, absorb the cost of the recycling fee because it's expensive to sure. send hazardous waste through the mail system. <laughs> Look, air right. quotes, yes. hazardous waste. Yeah. Yes, hair yeah, and exactly. some aluminum. Exactly. Come on. Um, but, you know, it's a it's a little $3 environmental protection fee that everyone is completely fine with helping sure. us do. I think everybody you know? would be on board with that. You, know? you would think. You know, like, well, when you think about it in the world, Colin, for every action, there is a reaction. Uh-huh. You getting a hair service done is creating the waste of hair, the yep. waste of color the color tube that that came in you got to do something to negate that yeah so as a salon owner we can help them negate that and they can help us by signing up to be you know we signed up to be a green circle salon and blah 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 so that's something we do my mind goes to collective collectively could you get with other salons in the area and Say, hey, we're shipping and, you know, share that cost a little bit or maybe make a, you know, I don't know, just right. a thought. Right, Um, You know. Because I think there would probably be a lot of salon owners that would want to help the environment too. Honestly, I think every damn one should. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. No, I, I agree. I, I, I think don't awesome. think, I, I think, you know, again, as a person, as a human, as a business owner, um, creating an action throughout my daily movement mm-hmm. that you have to do that mm-hmm. but that's just me in no, my like level of you know You're consciousness and, and character yeah. and and whatnot yeah, um it speaks to your heart yeah. yeah it's part of it's part of what we want to do you yeah. know um another part of our holistic aspect is education so education is where we will all thrive and historically the salons i've worked at i would go to an education event and be very excited about it, um, only to find out that everyone was a 
guarding their brilliance because they were afraid of sharing what they know mm-hmm. with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I would go to a, a class that maybe cost me $1,000 for the day, come back and be like, oh my gosh, uh, you got to get a mannequin. Let me show you what I learned. And this is amazing. Sure. Because um, I was just pumped to, yeah. to help other people grow. Right. Um, and, and realizing that there are millions Billions of people with hair that can be cut, and right, why hold, right. hold on to this little secret for right. your thirty or fifty clients or whatever? Exactly. Crazy. And so I had a stylist say to me, one of the senior stylists at one of the first salons I worked at, why why are you sharing this information with people? You just paid this money to go to this class, and I'm like, oh, why are you trying to keep it from people? Like, what right. you're being greedy, and and you know we're all going to grow from this. Yeah, and I think that's where YouTube has taken off a ton because everybody's sharing right. on YouTube. How do I do this? How do I this? You know, and so right. just continues to grow and perpetuate the whole we're getting better as a society absolutely absolutely so that education component is very strong with me i all the stylists that we have handpicked to work in our space are similar with their mindset where we are educating our clients about what their hair can and cannot do what we can and cannot do with chemicals sure so we have reasonable expectations and um when you realize what you're requesting is doable or not, mm-hmm. no one's going to be upset because they can't make it happen at home. But we educate on chemicals. We educate on um, styling, product usage, what works and what doesn't work for your texture mm-hmm. needs, hydration needs, all the things. It's, it's all encompassing for us. That's it's cool. all part of it for us. Yeah. So that's why the holistic goes into space. I love know? it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, how many stylists do you have on? There's on, five total. Okay. Me and included in that five. Nice. And then, so if our listeners wanted to come book an appointment with you, how do they do that? So we have online booking. Um, our website is edifysalon.glossgenius.com. And from there, you can read the bios of our stylists and then uh book the service accordingly or choose the service accordingly. And then uh, you will see what times are available. Gotcha. It's a pretty cool nifty little uh, system for us. It saves us a lot of receptionist hours and back and forth texting. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's where we book online. Some of our stylists do different things. Like I'm an extension specialist. So I focus the majority of my work on extension clients, mm-hmm. coloring their hair, cutting their hair. Mitch um, and I love our extensions. You're looking good with those, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Mitch's wife actually, um, I've put extensions in her hair before. Oh, he, yeah. I think he was telling me he was going to get some. <laughs> For the beard, beard yeah, extensions. He wants the big, like, Amish looking yes. thing. We yes. had a conversation. Duck Dynasty extensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good. much. There's some ducks in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, when I was like extension bar, I was like, what is that? So, yeah. you work on extension, hair extensions and that yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. So, just hairstylists and that kind of stuff, or do you do anything else? I'm seeing you brought in some. Oh, little... those are, these are for you guys. What? Yeah, so, yeah. are those praline pecans? Because those are like one of my favorite things in the whole well, world. Well, honey, well, look at here. Look, look at this. Candy pecans. Look at this. You are some the best. Some info from us. I, I brought one smokes. for Mitch, too, because I figured you must have a producer here. Yes. Some things. And maybe this third bag can go to those guys in the back room. Kimini, you're awesome. Like you, this is just your, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Just a little, yeah. This is about how we do business. And for our listeners, yeah, the, I mean, just everything is beautiful. It looks fantastically done. And so I'm, yeah, if I had long hair, I would come see you. Uh, 
Do you do uh, just young like ladies, or do you do guys here too? We have a male clientele. Okay, for sure. Yeah, we go. have some really great stylists that do fades and everything. Now yeah. we don't have a barber on staff, okay. so we can't do a, a razor shave, right? And things like that. There's certain things that we can't do, mm-hmm. but we would totally welcome a barber on staff. We have the licensing to have a barber. Um, we just haven't had one come through the door that aligns with how we do business. Gotcha. You know, we're yeah. we're a little bit different. You know, the way we price our services, it's a parts plus labor scenario. That's cool. You know, um, X amount of dollars to do the service you would like mm-hmm. um, and product costs. So, you know, for example, someone comes in with a ponytail teeny tiny they need to pay for the product usage, that teeny tiny product usage, versus the big bowl of color you would use on an average head of hair. And then someone who has a lot of density, extra yeah. hair, yeah. it might take you an hour to blow dry. You know, you might need to use more product on them, and they are well aware of that. I gotcha. So they pay for their excess product usage. Look at that. You know, I mean, this way, when you think about it, this is how everyone is being treated fairly. I agree. Yeah, I think Um, I love it. No one's overpaying and no one's underpaying. You know, and I think everyone's like, okay, I can, I can, I can do this because really, and the salon isn't losing out by, uh, you know, right. Any way around. And if you want the business you visit to stay in business, you got to be fair with what you're doing instead of take extra. Yes. You know, so. Um, yeah, but- it, it, that makes wonderful sense. I mean, yeah, some people have super long hair and you're going to need a lot more product. And yes. other people have shorter hair or yeah. thinner hair or yeah. thicker hair. Well, so when you go to the mechanic great. shop, if you have a vehicle that takes four quarts of uh, of oil yes. versus a vehicle that takes five Twelve. or a different kind <laughs> right. or a different kind of oil. Yes, a specialty. You're product, paying special. You, you yeah. it's a parts and labor. Right, I right? love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I would love to to talk to other business owners around town, salon mm-hmm. owners around yeah. town, because the way you do business is very, very important. And I want everyone to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a way that you can be fair to your clientele and to yourself. Um, and we can, because we all want, you know, the same thing. We want to be around in three yeah. years. We want to be able to, you know, not get taken advantage of, nor do we want to take advantage of others. Right. I, I think that's a really common thread. But, but you know, I've always been the out-of-the-box thinker. Yeah. And um, thinking maybe a little bit too much. But because of that, um, we've been able to promote a really great space. I want everyone that comes into the salon to feel like, wow. This is really pretty. This is cool. Yeah, this I'm looking forward to seeing upscale. it. This is very You've got to come by. I will. Um, and it's very, you know, I don't want them to feel like they just got their hair done at some regular old shop. Right. I want them to step into an experience. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I want them to be like, wow, I just got pampered Yeah. for the last two hours, three hours. You know, we have a lot of reviews online talking about this space and the, the vibe and the culture. And that's something that that's very important to me. And I think my stylists all appreciate that. They're wonderful. I have a great team. Love my team. That's awesome. They're it's wonderful. fun to go to work when you love all the people you work with. Yeah, they're wonderful. I'd like to spoil them. I don't have kids. I have dogs, you know, so it's like, okay, what are we going to do? What you guys getting for Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So any other services you guys offer besides like hair? Or do, do? You know, colors, cuts, custom custom uh, formulations, okay. that's for sure. Um, we do some men's hair. We do extensions. We do hair systems. Hair systems are like um, uh, hair pieces that you put on men who are losing their hair. Right. Um, but yeah, you know. 
We do not have um, an esthetician nor a nail person, okay. um, mostly because the nail people, they have a lot of fumes going on, and we're a clean airspace. We have a molecule that cleans the air. It's oh, part that's of the awesome. Holistic yeah. Thing, you know, trying not to breathe in extra toxins, so. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And there are lots of nail shops around, so you can, yeah, yeah. if you need to do that, you can yeah. do that. I love it that you're specific and focused on doing what you do with excellence. Right. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you so much. Um how do our listeners connect with you directly or just go on to the to the Edify well, website? Um, or, yeah, we or can. Are you, on, um, are you on Instagram and all that? Oh, yeah. Instagram is at Edify Salon. Websites is edifysalon.org. Um, I have a new business that I'm beginning to launch as an extension business. That's going to be Edify Elite Extensions. But nice. that will probably launch in 2023. We've just been working on that for a little bit. But um that's a new surprise coming up. That's cool. Yeah, well, our listeners will be able to get to all that stuff in the show notes, too. Yeah, good. Um, is there something I – one, I had a thought, too, when you were talking a minute ago, because it does sound like you love to help others. And Is there like a salon alliance or something locally where you could get all the other salon owners and help them with the green circle part of it and help them with you know techniques and that kind of thing? Because right, right. I don't know if you've thought about starting that, but I think you'd be, probably be great at it if you wanted to do it. Um, you know, I – there have been a little thoughts in my brain where I've thought, God, I've met a lot of great salon people around and um, and have thought yeah, I would love to reach out and mm-hmm. talk to them, you know, maybe talk to them about business to business, how we doing, you know, like yeah. a little temperature check, I guess, and um, see how we could help one another. I get coaching myself. I, I'm coached by an organization um, and every... I mean, I invest in my learning just as well as I invest in my team's learning. Yeah. Um, I do not know it all, but I'm willing to share what I know. Yeah. You know, I, I want everyone to be successful. There is a client for everybody. Yes, exactly. I, um, th- I, you know, I try and encourage other stylists to be fair to themselves, mm-hmm. um, be fair to their salon owner, um, salon owners to be fair to their team. For sure. You know, by all means, we, we can't do anything without the other. Right. Um, so let's just own that and, yeah. and, you know, have a responsible action in that. Um, I, w- I think that would be a really cool idea, Colin. Honestly, um, the time would, uh, where would I find that? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I so do like my sleep. You know? Well, I was going to say, it may have to be like a breakfast meeting because I know right. you guys work late a lot. Right. And so, uh, yeah, you could have like a... Once a quarter breakfast for the Salon Alliance. Breakfast meeting, that will be hard to get people to show up. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what's something I forgot to ask you that you wish you would like to share with our owners? Anything that I said, hey, Mm. stirring in your mind that you hadn't shared with everybody? Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's a a pop-up question, Colin. It really is. Throwing a curveball at you. I just think that... That, you know, in this whole scheme of this world, we just need to be kind to Mm, people. Yeah. You know, we just need to think about other people got things going on. We have things going on. Y'all have things going on. Everybody Let's just be kind, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, No one in my world, in my business, wants anything other than everyone to be fruitful in their life, Mm -hmm. in their relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, in their in their kindness to one another, mm-hmm. and hopefully you're receiving kindness too. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one in my circle that is trying to take advantage. Right. Um, 
I think we just need to in the world of life. I mean, business is one thing. Having a business that you do no matter what damn business it is, mm-hmm. it's awesome to have. Mm-hmm. But in the whole scheme of things, you just got to be a kind person and a fair person and transparent with your stuff. And okay. if you are, it's going to come back to yeah. you. And I think that's something that I would like to just express. You know? I would agree. I don't know if that's something that you could have asked me that's about. That's perfect. No, really wonderful way think, to wrap it up. Yeah. 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 No, beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you for coming down. Oh, it's my pleasure. For our listeners, go meet Get Monet at the Edify Salon and Extension Bar downtown and um, get a piece of pizza down downstairs. It's awesome, yeah. too, at Main Street Pizza. They got good stuff down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I look forward to checking out your space soon. Thank you. And um, if I can ever do anything for you, let me know because I would love to help you. And um, so thanks. Um, I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you guys did listening as well. Um And until next time, I'm Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. If you want to make a move to Johnson City, it's one of the best places on the planet. I'd love to help you do that. Or if you're interested in um, building wealth through real estate, we would love to help you invest um, and do turnkey rentals as well. So thank you so much. Have a great fall day and probably happy Thanksgiving too. So take care. Bye-bye.